Hello, this is Pastor Marty Macedo from Fellow Helpers Ministries, bringing you another podcast from the Pastor's Study, Biblical Lessons in the Battlefield of Life from a retired pastor of 45 years who was saved after serving as a Staff Sergeant Airborne Ranger in Vietnam. My testimony is shared in podcast number one. It is my desire to share with you lessons the Lord has taught me over my years of living as a Christian and serving as a pastor. These podcasts are intended to whet your appetite for further personal Bible study. They'll be short, about 10 to 20 minutes, and having your Bible and something to jot down notes might be helpful. If you have any questions, you can contact me by email, masitofhm at gmail.com, M-A-S-I-T-T-O-F-H-M for Fellhoppers Ministries at gmail.com. The title of our Bible study today is Pastor Appreciation Month. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 11 through 13, we read a job description for today's pastor. Looking at it together will help us understand why the Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 25, Brethren, pray for us. Let's read our verses, have a word of prayer, and begin. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, we read this, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Shall we pray? Our Father, thank you for these verses that we have before us, and especially how they focus on the work of a pastor. And Lord, we are thankful for the pastors that are serving throughout not only our country, but throughout the world. And we pray that as we look at this podcast and examine these verses, it would increase our desire to pray faithfully for them as they seek to do your work. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. When you take a look at 1 Thessalonians, you recognize it's written to a local church that is waiting for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's some wonderful instruction in these five chapters. But what we're going to focus on today are something regarding the church, and there's three things we're going to see. First of all, as the Apostle Paul writes to them through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he is encouraging them to work together. He says in verse 11, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Now, there are two concepts in this verse, and they both illustrate the local church very well. First of all, there is independence in the local church. You see that in the words yourselves, and you see that in the word one. That is the the capability of thinking or acting as oneself or as an individual. But you also see in this verse the concept of interdependence. You see that in the word together and the words one another. That is the idea of two or more people dependent on one another working together. So the Apostle Paul in verse 11 talks about the local church being made up of independent people who are interdependent on each other for a purpose. Now, the best way to illustrate this is by going back a while and thinking about last year around Christmas time. Maybe you saw this. There was a nine-year-old boy who had the challenge of taking Rubik's Cubes, some 999 Rubik's Cubes, and making a portrait of Tom Brady. The final product ended up being seven feet high and five feet wide. There were some 8,991 individual tiles, red, blue, white, 
uh, orange, green, and yellow that were adjusted on the Rubik's Cube and then put into the mosaic so that you could have the portrait of John Brady. There was an independence because they were individual, excuse me, there was an independence because they were individual tiles, but there was an interdependence because when they were put together, there we had the portrait of Tom Brady. And it was a wonderful thing. If you look it up online, I'm sure you'll enjoy seeing it. Now, that is a great picture of what the Lord is seeking to do with the church. There's independence, individual people who come to know Christ as their personal Savior, but interdependence as they work together in a local church to give the picture and portrait to the community of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Apostle Paul in verse 11 starts out by saying to the second coming church, waiting for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, they're being asked to work together, independent, but also interdependent. The second thing that's pointed out here, however, is in verse 12. They are being asked to know their pastor. Now, the word know means to be aware of by observation, inquiry, or information. Know your pastor. I've often said this. If you hear me just preach behind the pulpit, you're not going to really get to know me. But if we sit down and talk together or sit at a fellowship meal and share together, or we go out to eat a meal together or come to your house or you come to our house to visit together, then you're really going to get to know me. And the Apostle Paul is encouraging people here when he says in verse 12, we beseech, that's the idea, beg of you, brethren, that's the idea, believers, to know them which labor among you. Know your pastor. Know him more than just what he's preaching behind the pulpit. Get to know him in a personal way. Now, why is that? And why is that important? Well, the first thing we see is this. The pastors work for you. Verse 12 says, know them which labor among you. The word labor means expressed in a wearisome toil. And the pastor is not to be a loiterer, that's just to sit back and preach a couple of messages a week, but the pastor is to be a laborer engaged in functioning in what the Lord wants him to do for the sake of the church as well as the community. I remember on all my years of pastoring, I don't think there was one night that I was able to go to bed and say, oh, I'm so glad I got all my work done. Now, obviously, there were goals I got done. There were visits I got done. There were messages I got preached. I understand that. But every time I laid my head on the pillow at night, I would reflect and think, but there's still more to do. Uh, there's work for the Lord to be accomplished. And so this is the idea of a pastor's job. He needs our prayer because he is working for us, even to the point where he might become wearisome in the labor. Notice also, secondly, not only do they work for us, but they also watch for us. Verse 12 is this expression. Know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord. The idea of being over you in the Lord is the idea that they rule or give direction, that you may avoid destruction and be able to be on a path that God wants you to be. I think this is best illustrated with another passage of Scripture. It's actually in the book of Hebrews, and it's chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, there are two key verses here. The one is verse 7. It says, Remember them that have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation or life. Also in verse 17, same chapter, Hebrews 13, 
Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Yes, they work for you. They toil for you, but also they watch for you. They watch over you and give rule to you to help you have the direction that God wants and see that direction fulfilled in your life. But the third thing, another part of the job description for a pastor and why they need prayer is in the last part of verse 12. Know them, number one, which labor among you, their workers, and are over you in the Lord. They watch for you. And it says, admonish you. Now, the idea of admonish is to put you in mind, to put you in mind. In Acts chapter 20, verse 31, the apostle Paul said this, therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. It's hard to be admonished by a pastor. It's hard to be reminded or told that they're doing something wrong or you're doing something wrong. But you know something? That's the job of a pastor. You have a church, verse 11, made up of independent people who are interdependent on each other to give a portrait to the church and community of Jesus Christ. But they also then, you have a pastor that you need to know and know that a pastor, because he's working for you, he's watching for you, and he's warning you. In fact, I wrote down in my notes, I wrote in the margin, you know, we need to pray for the pastors because working for you can be backbreaking. Watching for you can be burdening. And warning you could be backfiring. A lot of times a pastor, when he warns someone, isn't very well received, is he? But he should be because that's part of his job description in helping the pastor in a local church. I've got a couple of quotes here I want to read to you. Know your pastor. This is given by Charles Wagner, and, uh, and he quotes a man named William Hodge. And let me read this quote to you. I think it's priceless in regard to this point of knowing your pastor. It says, And when all the movements of human greatness shall have perished, philosophers, legislators, historians, poets, etc. The influence of the faithful pastor will survive. The results of his toil and tears, his consuls and warnings, his preaching and praying, his study and visitation shall still remain, and those who were blessed and saved through his ministry shall rise up and call him blessed. We need to be praying for our pastors. They work for us, they watch for us, and they warn us. But there's a third thing we need to note also. And the third thing is this. As the Apostle Paul writes for inspiration, he says this in verse 13. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Finally, the church is to what? properly esteem their pastor. Now, what is the idea of esteem? Well, esteem is the idea of giving a favorable opinion our high regard. Another word that could be used here would be the word respect. It's a feeling of deep appreciation of someone that is elicited through their abilities and qualities and achievements. So when a pastor is doing his work properly, verse 12, he should be esteemed properly in verse 13. But we want to make sure that we understand the esteeming of the pastor is not to worship him. The esteeming of the pastor is to give praise for God doing the work through him. 
You say, well, where does that come from? Well, verse 13, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Going back to verse 12, they work for us, they watch over us, they warn us, and therefore we esteem them very highly for their work's sake. Now, let me clarify something here. A pastor is not to be in a worshiped position, but the pastor is to be esteemed for he is in a worthy position. There's a difference, isn't there? Some people fall victim to worshiping their pastor, and sadly, sometimes even more than the Lord. No, a pastor is not to be worshiped. Uh, he's a human being. He seeks to live for the Lord, seeks to love the Lord, seeks to do the right things, but he's still a human being. But he is to be uh, counted worthy and give esteem and respect as he seeks to lead the individuals that make up then the church. Remember, independence, individual tiles, but interdependence as they each fit their slot and make up the portrait of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew Henry wrote this about esteeming a pastor. He said, quote, faithful ministers ought to be so far from being lightly esteemed because of their work that they should be highly esteemed on account of their work. That's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And so when we take a look at verse 25 of Matthew chapter 5, where, excuse me, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 25 says, brethren, pray for us. Why do we pray for the pastors? Well, because we as a church, verse 11, need to work together, independence and interdependence. And we need to know our pastor. He is a worker. He is a watcher. He is a warner. And we need to esteem him and respect him in that position that we can work together in portraying the, pop, uh, the, the positive portrait of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to save us, which is wonderful, but also gave us life to help us to be able to serve him faithfully and bring people to a saving knowledge of Christ. Now, I don't need to go into a whole lot of detail here, but I can summarize this very quickly. Our view of a pastor today has in many ways diminished the influence of Jesus Christ in our communities today. We need to take a good look at this passage of scripture. We need to pray for these pastors as they're seeking to do the, word of, the will of God. And we need to be able to esteem them highly for their work's sake and be able to honor the pastors that are doing the work properly for the Lord. It's very important for us to do this because I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen a lot of young men over the years that would have made great pastors who have simply said this, I could never do it. And you say, well, why could you never do it? I've watched what my pastor has gone through. I've listened to what people say about him. I see the suffering he goes through and I, I just could never do that. Well, they could do it if the Lord's called them to and they need to do it if the Lord's called them to. But it's a sad thing to recognize that in many of our churches today, we so unesteem our pastors and so disrespect our pastors that we don't appreciate them for the work they do and pray for them to do it effectively and efficiently. Yes, verse 11, it's the church working together. Verse 12, under the leadership of a faithful pastor doing his job. And verse 13, esteeming him very highly for his work's sake. And what's the result of that? The end of verse 13, and be at peace among yourselves. Yes, folks, it all fits together as long as we follow God's plan 
and God's outline as is given to us here in this passage. Well, this is Pastor Appreciation Month, month of October. I'm getting this out to you a little late because I was hoping to get it out earlier, but physically I couldn't get it recorded in time. And I know it's a week behind, but I'm going to still share it anyway. It's Pastor Appreciation Week. And I hope if you've listened to this podcast, maybe even want to play it again, take a couple notes from it, it will help you understand the importance of having pastors and the importance of us praying for them that the church can work together for the glory of Jesus Christ as we await his precious coming. It's important. Churches are important. And we thank the Lord for good churches that work together and good pastors that shepherd those churches. Well, this has been from the Pastor Study with Pastor Macedo, and you may email me at macedofhm at gmail.com. Lord willing, we'll post another Bible study next week. And remember, what a pastor needs more than people who pay him, as necessary as that is, are people who pray for him. And thank you for listening, and have a great day.